welcome to the Guiding God's Daughters podcast. We're all about getting real and going deep here. I want to help you plant seeds so you can grow in your faith. So join me in this episode as we walk together and learn about God's faithfulness. Hey everyone, Uh, welcome to Guiding God's Daughters podcast. Today we are talking about the mystery of moderation and Halloween candy cravings. I know every mom, (laughs) Ellie's chuckling, every mom, every woman out there understands dealing with these bags of candy everywhere. And I'm telling you, I just opened the bags. As soon as you open the bag, it's like, woo, it's almost as bad as a bakery. But, you know, I want to help you. I want to help you through this. And there's a reason I'm wearing my lion sweatshirt today because... It's amazing how the enemy hides in these candies and can just try to devour us and keep us in this track of sugar consumption until Christmas. And I want to help you make a different choice. So if these are out in the open, like this one's for my house, this one's going to be for the trick-or-treaters. If they're sitting out in the open, it could be so much easier to just walk by and take one, walk by and take one. And... I want to show you how you don't have to do that. I've been there. It's a great time. I think Halloween is a great time. You may think I'm nuts when I say this. To assess if you have a sugar problem. (laughs) Because I think some of us can do moderation. And if that's you, more power to you. If you can have one. I have been through seasons where I can have one. And I'm done. And I'm good. But then, you know, I kind of need to keep having them after each meal. And um, and then I can't stop eating them. So, um... That helps me notice that I have the problem. So that's what I want to help you do. I don't want to help you use your diet, boys, and beat yourself up for not doing your food perfectly. I want you to help get yourself tuned into, you know, whether or not the sugar is becoming almost like an idol for you. You know, is this when it starts, when these piles of candy are there? (laughs) Sorry, my daughter is home, sick, and she just flushed the toilet. Um, So... I just want to help you. I want to help you navigate the Halloween candy, whether you watch this on Halloween day or two weeks after when you're still struggling with it sitting on your counter. And I have to say, glory to God, the last two years, I haven't had to pick it up. I have no desire. It's, you know, almost smelling it is enough for me, but I have no desire because I know the consequences. I know I will physically feel bad in my body. I know it may taste good for a second. And each second after that, that I taste it after a meal, but I know the long-term effects and I don't want to go there. And that's what I want to talk to you about. So um, we're going to move down to my studio so I can focus on you. But um, I wanted to give you the visual that's probably on your counter too of all the lovely candy. And uh, okay, see you in a minute. Hey guys, I moved downstairs so I can tune into you without my kid running around. So um I want to show you the couple verses the Lord gave me. Um, If you have my book, you probably already know them. If you don't, I want to read two of these to you. Um, Ironically, the Lord gave them to me at the beginning of COVID um, when I really didn't care about the food. I didn't care about sugar, but I think what it really helped me find and maybe will help you find is kind of I have personal permission system around sugar. We kind of give ourselves permission. And I, I'm learning the more I do this, um, the more I tune back to this scripture, I'm learning um, other things that I give myself permission to do where it's like, oh, maybe that's not 
beneficial to me. So um, two verses, it says, so make sure you get the book to really dive down deeper into it. But it says, I have the right to do anything you say, but not everything is beneficial. I have the right to do anything, but not everything is constructive. That's from 1 Corinthians 10, 23. Next one. I have the right to do anything you say, but not everything is beneficial. I have the right to do anything, but not everything, but I will not be mastered by anything. That's 1 Corinthians 6, 12. There's a quote in my book. It's from St. Augustine. It says, to many, total abstinence is easier than perfect moderation. And we live in this society where everything is about moderation. But honestly, not all of us can do it. And to me, it's like thinking you're um, a normal eater. You know, I can watch somebody eat one piece of candy, you know, for a week and never crave it again. Never feel like you have to go buy another bag or, you know, keep eating it. Um, you know, obviously, some of you don't have the issue with the sugar like I do. And many people do, which is why I'm doing this video. Um, I think a lot of us, I think we're better off, those of us that have the problem, think we're better off admitting that we have the problem instead of trying to will our way through it or pretending that we don't. I'd so much rather admit that sugar is my weakness and lean on God than try to fix my weakness knowing I'll fall without God. Now I know, like I said, many of you, moderation, just fine, more power to you. Um, you are probably one of those people that can go to a restaurant and eat a dessert and leave half of it and not be thinking about it when you leave. Um, or make a cake and, you know, have one piece and not be thinking you have to finish it all. Um, it's just those of us that have a problem with it, we can't stop thinking about it. Um, so this is for my friends that are like that, that are like me. You know, I want you to know that you're not alone. Um, I want to help you kind of test yourself in this can, the beginning of the holiday sweet season. So, um, it's kind of testing yourself, um, but more paying attention to yourself. So if you don't feel like you have any, this sugar has any power from over you, great. But if you kind of struggle with, well, it's food, I can't, it can't be powerful over me. Yes, it can. It can be an idol. Um, you know, if you feel like it's starting to be not constructive for you because it makes you feel like doo-doo or worse, it feels like it's become your master like it may in the next few weeks when you can keep consuming the sugar, um, then maybe you need God's help to master it, you know, instead of thinking you can master it by yourself. So um, maybe you're one of those people who kind of dreads Halloween candy just because you know that's the beginning of the season of sugar. Um, but once you have the Halloween candy, then you give yourself permission, there's that word again, to have whatever sweets and baked goods you want. To me, it's like opening the door. Um, you won't feel good at the end, but you do it anyway. Yes, one might think it's self-sabotage to say no, no, you gotta have, you just gotta have it. But I think it's more God-fearing and an act of self-love not to pick it up for some of us. Um, you aren't setting yourself up for feeling awful, especially when you're going to see your family for the holidays and somebody's going to criticize you for your weight or whatever. Um, but and then thoughts of failure, trying to fix the problem with another diet. You know, there is a reason that you start seeing all this diet industry stuff when you're consuming all the sugar because they expect you to go on a diet. I'm telling you all this because I had, I've had to do it myself. I promise to always point you to what the world won't 
market to you. And the fact that sugar is addictive is a problem, but they won't tell you that because that would kill a ton of the food industry. So if you have an addictive personality and it could be a problem for you, it's up to you to address it. It's up to you to educate yourself about your weakness and respond differently to, to the temptation. So I like to say you've got to fake the enemy out. You got to pivot, do something differently, do something different than he expects. So think ahead how you'll feel in a few weeks after you've started kind of the sugar train, after you've opened that door. You'll start thinking about the diets, you know, again, the commercials, they're going to start as soon as you start feeling insecure. Did you think that was by mistake? You can make a different choice. You can choose not to pick pick up the candy at the beginning of all this sugar season um, on Halloween, no matter how tempting it looks. It's funny because when we pick up that sugar, we tend to go into this, I can't resist it. It's too overwhelming. I have to have it. But I just showed you a way not to pick it up. Don't take the first bite. Admit it's your weakness and lean on God for strength. And if you think I got this, remember 1 Corinthians 10, 12. Do I have my Bible down here? Oh, obviously what I shared up here. Nope. Let me go to 1 Corinthians 10, 12. Um, I don't know why I didn't put that in there. My notes. Uh, it says, so if you think you are standing firm, be careful that you don't fall. No temptation has overtaken you except what is common to mankind. And God is faithful. He will not let you be tempted beyond what you can bear. But when you are tempted, he will also provide a way out so that you can endure it. First Corinthians 10, that's 11 through um, 13, and that's from the NIV. So if it might feel better to abstain from it this Halloween, then do it. Do what's better for you. If you can do moderation, go for it. And if you do end up not being able to stop for a week when this holiday season starts, try not to beat yourself up and don't get back on the try the diet train, get back to God. And don't go into that total self-sabotage. Well, I screwed up then. I'm just going to keep, might as well just keep going, which I know a ton of you probably do. Turn to him. Lord, help me through this holiday season so I don't get consumed by the sugar. So some of you have to think a little bit more about the consequences. Does it make you irritable? Constantly focus on how you're going to get the next sugar fix. Or does it throw your blood sugar into a roller coaster that eventually sends you into regular panic attacks? Because that is what it does for me. And I forget that when I'm in the sugar, that panic attacks are coming. And those sometimes send me to the ER. I'm not kidding. And I don't, I don't want that. So what you may not know, again, I talk about this in my book, is that the enemy has been trying to take you out for years. I'm talking probably since you were a little kid, when you first tasted sugar. He knows this is your weakness, so he's used it to hold you back and far away from reaching your full potential or knowing who you are in Christ. So I'm telling you, this is because our culture is not going to tell you. This is why I'm telling you this. 2 Corinthians 4, 3 through 4 from the New Living Translation says, If the good news we preach is hidden behind the veil, it is hidden only from the people who are perishing. Satan, who is the God of this world, 
has blinded the minds who don't, of those who don't believe. They are unable to see the glorious light of the good news. They don't understand this message about the glory of Christ, who is the exact likeness of God. Satan is the God of the world. Your weakness around sugar is a secret weapon of the enemy to keep you enslaved to it. Don't let him. And I realize Halloween, just side note, um, you know, Halloween can also be something that is, uh, can be very demonic, especially now. And people have to be extremely cautious. And, you know, I know there's many Christians that do not touch it. And in my house, we just somehow, it's more we celebrate fall and we'll do the candy. We'll dress up because my daughter already does. But I, anything scary, I'm not letting Ellie anywhere near it. Like, Hocus Pocus. I know it's super popular. I don't care. I don't want her to watch it. Um, it just, there's certain things I don't want her to be consumed by. So that's a whole other topic. And there's some great speakers that are talking about Halloween, but um, I wanted to focus on the sugar and those of you that struggle with it around Halloween. But I want you to know you can be free of the chains that sugar binds you in right now. One of the other verses the Lord gave me in my book was Galatians 5.1. It is for freedom that Christ has set us free. Stand firm then and do not let yourselves be burdened by a yoke of slavery. If you're in Christ, you've already been enslaved by whatever that idol is, like the food. You do not have to let it do that to you again. Think about Adam and Eve. The serpent used a fruit to tempt Eve into taking just one bite. So this all goes back to the Garden of Eden. All Eve did was take one bite. That's why I'm not talking about the diet here. I'm talking the get behind me Satan kind of talk. You know, if you look at the fall in Genesis 3, just go study that. Um, look at how Eve understands taking that first bite. You know, the Lord God really, um, verse, verse 1. Now the serpent was more crafty than any of the wild animals the Lord God had made. He said to the woman, did God really say you must not eat from any tree in the garden? Mm, just just putting a little doubt in her. Verse two, the woman said to the serpent, we may eat fruit from the trees in the garden, but God did say you must not eat fruit from the tree that is in the middle of the garden and you must not touch it or you will die. Serpent again, verse four, you will not certainly die for God knows that when you eat from it, your eyes will be opened and you will be like God, knowing good and evil. Verse six, when the woman saw that the fruit of the tree was good for food and pleasing to the eye, mm, temptation, eye, and also desirable for gaining wisdom, she took some and ate it. She also gave some to her husband who was with her and he ate it. Then the eyes of both of them were opened and they realized they were naked. So they sewed fig leaves together and made coverings for themselves. And it's funny because the Lord God calls to them in verse nine, but the Lord God called to man, where are you? Verse 10, he answered, I heard you in the garden and I was afraid because I was naked. So we hid. So I hid. It's like God knows us. God sees us for if we're stuck in the sugar and we're ashamed. He knows. He's the, he, he already knows that we're doing it. So why hide it? You're not hiding everything from God. So um, whatever you're going to do, just be kind to yourself and as kind to your body as possible and your mind. 
whatever that is, having a bite, not touching it. Just tune into what is best for you and ask God to guide you. Bring him into it. Don't go it alone. I don't care if you've got the piece of candy in your hand with the wrapper open. I just, you can cry out to God and say, help me. I don't want to eat this. He will hear you. That doesn't mean you're, oh, you know, don't be messaging me saying, well, why didn't he do it? Well, was your heart really in that? And, you know, are you giving more power to your flesh than God? And that's what my book is all about, is really helping you stop, stabilize the flesh and stop giving it so much power because it doesn't have to run the show. But where you're in the sugar, you're letting it run the show. He's not going to do it for you. He's not going to say, okay, let me just handle that. <laughs> yeah, no, you have to be willing to do something different. That's where your willpower does come in. You can expect the cravings to be there. It's a matter of how you'll respond to them. My last thought is that candy may taste good, but I challenge you. Psalm 34, 8 says, taste and see that the Lord is good. Blessed is the one who takes refuge in him. Taste and see that the Lord is good. Take refuge in the Lord, not the candy. You don't got this, but God's got this. And with him, you've got it, but you've got to trust him. And I just want to do a little quick prayer, Father. I just pray for anyone who's watching this or listening to this. I just pray that you help them not pick up that candy, um, you know, be their strength and their weakness. And if they do, help them to return to you and not sabotage their, themselves and do their typical diet voice junk. Help them to turn to you and uh, just let go of this candy, Lord. I just, I just pray that you... Enter into the hearts of those that are listening and watching this and just give them strength um, this week and in the next couple months with all the sugar everywhere, Lord. Help them to be strong against the enemy. In Jesus' name, amen. And I wore my lion sweatshirt, like I said, upstairs just to remind you that the enemy is fierce. He roars around like a, like a lion, but we have the lion. We have the Lord and he is stronger and mightier than the devil, but you have got to fight him. You have got to call him out on his stuff and not just automatically give him power because of the temptation. Okay. I will see you guys next week. Have a good one and uh, hope your fall is going well. Bye-bye. Thanks for tuning in today. If you love this podcast, make sure you leave a review on Spotify, share it with your friends, visit my website, or follow me on Instagram and Facebook at Get Real with Meredith. See you next time on Guiding God's Daughters.